testimony and she's super 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 creative god has blessed her so we are excited to hear her story but you know how we do we always get started with a word of prayer acknowledging the lord and everything that we do father god in the name of jesus we thank you so much for this day that you have made this day that you have ordained and we will rejoice and be glad in it we thank you god for this interview we thank you for this connection god we ask that you have your way in the mighty name of jesus be glorified and let somebody on the other side of the camera be edified we give you all glory honor and praise and let somebody know that with you all things are possible in jesus name we pray Amen. amen Amen. So Tabitha, I want you to tell us about yourself, your upbringing, your background, how you got started in cosmetology, everything. All right. Hey, y'all. My name is Tabitha. Um, Okay. So where do I begin? So my upbringing, um, my mom, single mother, took care of me and my uncle. I guess you could say it's my brother because she pretty much raised him after my grandma passed away. So my upbringing is basically, I would say, in comparison to, you know, how it is living in Philadelphia and poverty. You know, like most of us who grow up single parents, um, a struggle. Mm-hmm. So growing up, um, I really just had to learn from my mom and how she moved on how to navigate through life. Um, most of my family is in the military, so I have a lot of like military background, my uncles, my aunts cousins or like veterans or they're currently in the military so it's like my way or perspective on how I view life is kind of different okay but yeah okay how did you get started in the cosmetology industry to be honest with you you I feel like everybody in today's world you either know somebody that know how to do hair you know how <laughs> you know how to do hair or it's somebody around the neighborhood who did hair so I feel like hair is just something common and like okay. our 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 generation or just even our prior generations like there's just something within like african-americans that like we just i don't know it's like a gift but it never was taught to be a business it was always a way of either you got to do this because you got to get here or you got to do this to make money it was never a thing of you can actually turn this into a business so it was just one of the things that literally just always been there that i always oversee like i never you know how they say like your purpose is always there but you don't see it until it's time. Like, it literally was there, y'all. Like, my whole life. Like, I literally saw my mom do hair. She did everybody here in the neighborhood. Freaking, I wound up doing everybody here as I got older, hair, makeup, and just never, ever thought, like, this would be my career path. And honestly, it came... I came into, like, a, a halt in my life where it was like, what do I want to do? Like, mm-hmm. and it was just one of the things, like, oh, cosmetology school. Let me just give it a try. Right. And it just went from there. Okay. All right. So, you went viral. You went viral for doing hair in the subway. Yes, yes, yes. First of all, where did you come up with that idea? Tell us a little bit about that story. When did it happen? When did you actually start doing that? And just everything about that. Okay, so around that time when I first started, like, 
it really came out of nowhere. So God really gave me that because who would just randomly think of Tabitha make a salon in the subway? Like when I tell y'all God is with y'all, he is like, and it, it came to me. And it's the funny thing about it is my initial thought process wasn't to go down there and do what I did, which was, you know, people here for free. Like I was in cosmetology school. It was just all over the place. And it was all about, you got to pay this, this got to be due, this got to be this. And it was just like, I had to find a way. So it's crazy because it's like, you always, like God say, don't lean on your own understanding. So a part of me thought like, oh, I know what I'm doing. You feel me? But God had a whole different mission in it, you know? So sometimes he'll give you the steps and then as time go on, you'll realize what it really was. So my initial goal was to go down there, make a couple coins for the low, and then <laughs> have a bunch of people be like, oh yeah, you could do my hair, you could do my eyebrows, you could do this, you could do that. But when I went down there, like, what you expect? People looking at me like, what is she doing? Like, why is she setting up in the subway? Is she about to do hair? Is she about to sell here. So it was like all this, like, I don't know, people just staring and I'm just like, all right. And then it's crazy because the people that started coming up to me was people that was actually living in the subway. Like, wow. and it's crazy because statistics show that more people after COVID, like I say, they said like 30% of people is now living even more in the subways because like since COVID, nobody was outside. So it was nobody really trans like going back and forth through the subway. So that's where people were staying. So it was really the people that was living there coming up to me, asking me, oh, can you do my hair? Oh, can you do my eyebrows? Can you do my child hair? And it was just like, yeah, why not? Like, yeah, I can do it. Like, shoot. So it went from that to something I don't know. I enjoyed it. Like, it made me happy seeing the smiles on people's face. Like, and then hearing their stories. Because a lot of people that's homeless is not from reasons that you would typically think. Like, some people had degrees. Some people actually had, like, um, work for the, the, the city like it's so much circumstances that actually transpired to make somebody homeless and it's sad thing was it was families that was homeless like mothers daughters like fathers so I don't know it just made me feel good like making them feel you know beautiful they smile so yeah, yeah that's amazing that's Thank amazing you. so were you even afraid or you just like okay God told me to do it I'm gonna go I don't know Ooh. like it's, it's so bizarre because I feel like growing up, I always had, like, a rebellious streak. Like, and to be honest with you, it's like, as I get older, like, it's, to me, is I feel like that had to be a part of me. Like, I feel like every individual has their goods, their beds, and I feel like we are created in the image of how God wanted us to be. So, for a while, it was just... Fear was never really a thing for me. Like, to me, it's like, we're not supposed to live in fear. So... That's just one thing I just, I don't know. Like, my mom, my mom, ask my mom. My mom tell you, like, ah, she, she was something, okay? So, but it was more of a thing of once, I feel like God made me the one to do this because he knew I wasn't going to say no. Wow. Like, wow. he probably was like, all right, Tab, like, this is what I want you to do. Let me see what you could do with it. And it was just like, okay, cool. I'm going to do it on the subway. And it was this one time, though. Like, I was underneath the subway and... By this time, I've been under there for a couple of times. I'm at 15th Street. It's jumping. It was just good. Like, people, oh, da-da-da. And this time, I went on, like, a 
a weekday. Mm-hmm. So um, it was like a bunch of like septa people. So it was some septa people there that knew who I was, and then it was like people that didn't. And then their supervisor was there this time, so they just kept staring at me and staring <laughs> at me and staring at me. So the the conflict was they thought I was selling something. So, but I wasn't. Like I was giving away something for free. Mm-hmm. So. It went from them like not saying nothing to me to them calling the cops on me. Wow. Yeah, they called the cops, y'all. They called the cops. When I tell you, <laughs> I was with my boyfriend at the time. He like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just like, I don't know. I just prayed. A lot of you or not, I really just prayed on the spot. I said, God, if this is where you want me to be, let it be. If you want me to leave, then whatever it is, let it happen. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, them cops came up to me and girl. They looked at me and they just said, listen, we know what you're doing, but um, it was like, we know what you're doing and it's not us. We're not the reason why um, we're here. We got a call and we just, we know what you're doing is good. Just, you know, next time you have to have, they told me I had to have like a permit or something like that. Okay. Or uh, no, they said I had to have yeah, a permit and like a, um, a business license. So I had a business license at the time. So they said, listen, we're not going to stop you from what you're doing. And then in my head, I automatically was like, oh, this is God. Like, and then it was so crazy because at first I felt like the initial approach, it was going to be negative. But for some reason, everybody around me was like, oh, no, they just started acting like the cops was going to do something crazy or something. Oh, not this one. No, 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 no. <laughs> not today. And it just was they wasn't even on that type of time. Like the cops really was calm. They was nice. They was understanding. And they just like it's honestly like we would never came if we would never got a call. So right, right. they just said next time, just make sure you got your commit. But. Go ahead. So I just kept doing it. I started dancing and stuff. I was so happy. Like, and then it just showed me, like, dang, like, I, I was supposed to do this. Like, because if not, it would have stopped, like, then and there. So, yeah. So I don't know. It was, I wasn't really scared, but it was more of a thing of anything could happen. So it just went from there. So do you still do the subway pop ups? Yeah, from not as much. Um, It depends because now um, since I'm a life cosmetologist, now I do hair. So it's like me trying to balance the two. So and then it was like kind of cool. So I told myself this summer, uh, I'm going to let y'all know. This summer, I'm going to do, like, a park tour when I go to the parks. And then I'll lean more towards, like, more rec centers and shelters and stuff like that. So um, I go to the sub probably, like, a couple of times, but I try to, like, vary it out. Okay. Yeah. So you have a passion for youth, um, young adults. Why are you so drawn to young people? To be honest with you, I don't – I do know. I do know. All right, so my mom, so – my mom was like the motherhood of the neighborhood. Like my mom helped anybody that came her way. Um, she couldn't turn nobody down. My mom used to work with children. Like she used to bring the kids to our house. Like and then we didn't have much. Like we really didn't have much. But she made everything stretch if she needed to. So. I don't know, like, kids just always been around me. My nieces and nephews, my mom brung on kids that was, like, not really her kids, but you know what I'm saying? Like, people that she raised, they kids, and now I'm around they kids. I've just been around kids forever, y'all. So it's just, like, and I always love doing kids here. I always love doing kids here. Always love doing kids here. So, and I don't know. As a child, it just was a lot of things I wanted to do. So it's like as I got older, it's like I saw things and kids, and it's just like I see your gifts. Like let's help you like bring it out. Let's help put motion into it. And I don't know. Like I feel like my mom really motivated me to do everything. Like as far as hair, as far as even like 
I don't know, the approach that I have on children, that's because how patient she was with me. And I'll tell y'all again, I was not an easy child to do with at the time, okay? So just by her having patience with me, her dealing with kids with mental health, like, um, it's just seeing her growth and seeing, like, how she made an impact on other people. Like, people still call my mom to this day, like, kids that she taught. Kids, my mom, she even did, like, she taught girls basketball. Like, it's so many kids, and they all just... They love her. Like, everybody loved my mom. So it's like, I just want to be loved how she loved because she gave everything. Like, she really gave her all even when she didn't have it. So it's just like, kids, they are generation. They the next ones up, and they need that love. So, yeah, I love kids. Amen, amen. So you have an upcoming event, May the 5th. Tell us some more about that event. All right, so my little lady. So to talk about my mom again. So as a kid, my mom used to always say, little lady, little lady, my little lady, my little lady. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to call this little lady because it's just like, it just made me feel good you know it made me feel empowered and um I started off doing cosmetology like teaching girls hair nails and makeup and I wanted it to do it for like the shelters because I started doing the shelters after I started doing the subway pop-up shops I started going to shelters um like DHS homes and all different places and it's like all these little girls like and teenagers too like just girls in general it was just like they need an outlet of some sort. And it's like, I'd rather start with somewhere that's going to help build their confidence. But um, the program is really to, you know, bring partnerships, bring, you know, sisterhoods and create a community for these little girls. And to help them feel good about themselves, teach them etiquette and, um, you know, business. And, yeah, to so be creative. So how can we find out more information about this event? Okay, so um, social media. So um, my social media is 360 Alter Ego, y'all. You see me, you see me, you see me. Okay, Peaceful Prince, she hooked me up, y'all. Follow her, too. But, um, yeah, follow me at 360 Alter Ego on everything. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. And, yeah. All right, so... What are some misconceptions that people have about cosmetologists? Okay, so it's crazy because I was just reading this interview. Um, it was like on Vogue. And the lady was basically, I think her name was Lauren. And basically what she was saying was basically the racial stereotypes when it comes to African Americans when doing cosmetology. And she brought up a good point that I want to stress on too is the schooling. Like, it's really, really like... To teach in the cosmetology school, they don't really talk too much about our texture of hair. Like, you know, it's very, like, straightforward and blunt because that's just how it's been for a long time. So it's like when it comes to our texture, we we don't learn about it. Mm. Uh, we don't learn how to treat it. The products is, you know, not catered to our, to our, to us. So is is kind of you know can be discouraging so most of the time when people do graduate um it's hard for them to find work it's hard for them to find you know to even build up their clientele or because it's not really taught to us it's just taught to us to basically color theory how to color how to cut and it's just yeah that's how it is so a lot of people say like being a cosmetologist is like it's, they say it's like kind of hard, but in reality, I just feel like if you if you put your, your feet forward and really have the motivation, you could be very successful. 
Amen. Amen. So, tell me about a time where you had either a difficult client or a client who wanted a style that you knew as a cosmetologist was not going to fit them or just was a little unreasonable. Tell me about a girl. Okay, where do I start, y'all? Okay, so... All right, so it's been a lot of times, but I can tell y'all this one specific time in school. So um, I had to do a male's haircut. Okay. So in school, I, we didn't really go over haircuts. You know, we didn't go over haircuts, y'all, so y'all already know where I'm going with this, okay? <laughs> so I had to cut the guy's hair. So okay. the first mistake was me not knowing how to feed. And you know, men, one thing about men, they don't play about their haircut. They don't play. <laughs> Like, they know exactly what they want. They know exactly how long to take, and they know exactly how long they want you to take to get it done. So, as I'm starting, you know, the cutting, mm-hmm. I notice I put a little bald spot in there because I took off a little too much. <laughs> I took off too, Uh-oh. okay? So, I took off a little too much. So, I'm like, oh. And he just, you, you know, you know it's wrong when you were, that's one thing I want to show y'all, tell y'all. If you're a cosmetologist and you make up, Ooh, ooh, what you that? Oops. <laughs> I just said. Don't show it on your face right away. You know, it, it might be fixable, but me, I showed it right away. So, as <laughs> soon as I put the, my face said, ooh, he looked in the mirror. And then in school, we had the mirrors facing the clients so the clients could see us as we see them. So, as I said, ooh, he said, huh? And I said, ah. He said, what happened? So he freaked out. So I, my first mistake was making the client panic. The teachers had to come over there. Oh, they had no. to redirect it. But good thing oh. I had this one teacher. Oh, my goodness. She was the best, Miss Sharina. She helped me get it together. She evened it out in the back. And then it just was a nice little fade. He wanted a two, but I gave him a one. And the top, the, the top I had to use, like, these... Um, it's like these shears, so it's like it's, it's like a razor, and then you just zoop, zoop, to go around and hit the hairline. It was kind of crooked a little bit, y'all, but <laughs> it did what it did, and he was happy at the end. I wish I could show y'all pictures, but <laughs> we say that. Look on my Instagram for it. Scroll all the way down. But oh it was whew, challenging. <laughs> but we got it done, though. Okay. We got it done. We got it done. I'm glad that you were able to even out that boss. Yes. So, tell us what what are you doing now? Are you you said you're doing hair? You're licensed cosmetologist. Are you in a shop? Do you have your own shop? What are you doing? How can we find you? Okay, so now, so I do a little bit of everything. So before I started doing hair, I was into like performing arts, creative arts, and like expression arts. So, well, creative expression. So, um, I was in a lot of different fields. Like, um, I'm a choreographer. Okay. So. Um, I started trying to branch off and do things differently. Like, I literally created, like, my own lane. Because, you know, in the cosmetology world, it's so competitive when it don't have to be. So it's like I literally made my own lane. Like, instead of me targeting, you know, like, I'll say... Um, B to C, business to customer. I started going B to B, business to business. So I started going to like um, Philly Fashion Weeks or um, AC Fashion Weeks. I'm like, okay. Then I started going to the centers. I started basically outreaching the people instead of trying to individually grab everything that's already in this little barrel, you know, that the crabs get pulling. So I just went about it a whole different way. So um, now I got partnerships with like different organizations, different community centers. Um, I do rent out a chair. Um, and I also do work in the shop too. I do both. 
Um, just so I can get a different, you know, eye on clientele, you know, what's trending, what people like, and, yeah. Okay, so what shop are you at in case some of Okay, so right now I'm at, um, Fly Glam, and that's, um, Broad, I'm sorry, Broad in Wyoming. And, yeah, that's where I'm at. You want to get your hair slayed? <laughs> yeah. And I specialize in little girls' hair. I love doing little girls' hair. Like, I love doing I love the ballies. Please, can we bring back the ballies? Like, I know the bun, the ballies, the barrettes, the beads. Like, I love it. Like, I love little girls being little girls. It's so pretty. But, um, yeah, here I do um, bundles. I do sew-ins. I do a little bit of everything, ponytails. But I love kids' hair and braids. Okay. Yeah. So, Tabitha, you seem to be just so bold, so full of life, so positive, oh, right? That's so good. <laughs> Thank you. So, how do you handle a no? How do you handle rejection in this industry? Hmm. That's so decent. I feel like I'm always heard no. Once again, my mom, I always heard no, 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 no. So, to be honest with you, no to me is just like god's way of telling you it's not time yet or to redirect yourself to stay still that's one thing i keep hearing like all over like messages from god like stay still stay still because like i i move fast like i move faster than i talk like or they probably in comparison you know (laughs) running next to each other neck and neck but um that's one thing i could say like a no to me just means a new direction a new a new outlook on things and i gotta try to angle it from a different perspective so um, I say that no, for real, for real, can be like a, a blessing in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. Amen. Yes. So, where do you see yourself and your brand in the next five years? Okay. Where's where 360 Alter Ego Ooh, going? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So, y'all see this little handy ain't no book? <laughs> All right, so about, I say sometime this year, Sometime this year, so probably in January. So I'm, I'm heavy on looking at interviews. I'm heavy at um, most of the time. I'm either looking at interviews, looking at interviews, or looking at interviews. So one of these interviews I was on, it was basically telling me like you gotta write down your goals. Like, and a lot of people too. Like a lot of people would randomly come to me. Like, and a lot to y'all not randomly just be like, you need to write down your goals. You need to make them plain. Like I always had people mm. like reciting like bible verses to me like i lie to you or not like all the time randomly either people i know people i just met or whatever the case may be and they always that's one thing they always say tip to write down your ideas and make them plain make them plain make them plain and there's one interview i was watching not that like a couple months ago it was basically saying you got to write down your 10 year goals like your 10 year span so i wrote down in my hand and ain't no blood um, where I see myself in five years, but I did ten years, but five years, and I gotta tweak this because it was a little while ago. Because now I got some new ideas. So what's that? Twenty twenty eight. Twenty twenty eight. Okay. <laughs> so in twenty twenty eight, um, what I put down was I should be making six figures by then. Um, I should be making six figures by them. I should have partnerships, rec centers, buildings, um, well-known in my community. And I say, I say worldwide. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Okay. I'm going to speak it. You know, and that's one thing I want to say too, just to not like 
cut off of this, but that's one thing too I want to say about our faith. Like we we question our faith a lot because we feel like certain things is probably too big or certain things is just, oh no, that's too good to be true. But anything is possible through Christ, y'all. So if you believe it, say it. So I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it, God, I'm gonna say it. So worldwide, worldwide, um, I want buildings, I want like a mall, a mall type thing, and I want it to be like like a I don't even know yet, y'all, but I know I want that space for some reason. I know that I wanted to have, like, rehabilitation centers in there. I know I wanted to have, like, schooling. I want to have my program or my educational program. I want to have it in the school districts. Like, I want to create a new, like, a new way of learning. So they create one, like, every six months. It's always a new way of how... A new, a new, a new way that they translate how kids learn. So, um, I want to create a three-component one where it brings in um, academic learning, um, trade, and etiquette. So the good thing is they already. I was just at the school district not that long ago, and they already implemented this new, this new um, program, like pilot program, where um, they implement trades into schools. Strawberry okay. Mansion is actually the first school that they're doing it with, and basically, um, it's like creating uh, apprenticeships and like different offering kids trades, like as far as electrician or plumbing or cosmetology, and basically giving kids like a different outlook because. Some people aren't college bail. Like some people are more better with their hands. So it's giving kids like equal opportunity for success. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's it falls all in line. Right. So the last key component for refer would be etiquette. Like, and that's that's what I want to do. So yeah, five years. Watch out. <laughs> amen. Amen. Yes. 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 So, what advice would you give to young ladies? First of all, tell our viewers how old you are. Oh, I'm 26. Y'all. 26, mm -hmm. right? So tell young ladies who are coming up after you, what advice would you give them about getting into the industry, going after their goals, going after their dreams? Okay, so I'll say first, I'll say first thing first is to internalize where you want to be and to do self-reflection. Like, this thing happened overnight, y'all. Like, it, it's really a process. It's really a journey that you have to commit to. And even if you don't want to commit, just ask God to help you along the way commit. Because that's what I did. Because I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. So don't think you got to be perfect. You feel me? Like, and I'm not at all. I'm not perfect. And every day, God still walks beside me. He still helps me. He still holds my hand. Like, and that's what I'll tell them. Like, just look at yourself. Be honest with yourself. Like, honesty is the key. Like, Honesty is really what's going to get you far. So be honest with yourself so you can see your mistakes. And instead of trying to change who you are, figure out why God gave you that. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, like me, I always talk too fast. Like, I always move so fast. Um, rebellious. I had a loud voice. Um, very aggressive. And for a while, I just thought, like, maybe I'm just an angry person. Or maybe, maybe why I'm, I don't know. Like, but as I got older and like my purpose got deeper and as I started to lean into my purpose that God was leaning me in is I started to understand like God made me this because I, I, I'm a force you for me like he bringing up a force y'all and it's not what y'all typically think we're gonna be like and I don't know why I'm jumping off of this but the force that God is bringing up now is not what y'all think is 
it's it's it's, it's the new generation. Like like he bringing up a, a different air and. Most of us, like, from what I, I'm experiencing, like, just talking to people and, like, really just conversating is, like, most of us all had something in our lives, something that we battled with, something that we all trying to figure out. Listen, I don't know how I got here, but I'm here and you here with me. So it's like we all figuring out together, but it's like we all had a past. We all had something within us that probably somebody didn't agree with or that something that we felt like we had to change about ourselves or, you know, like. And I don't know, like this season, I feel like God bringing up soldiers like and we're going to do what he wants us to do. And we the type of people that's not taking no for an answer. Like if we say it, it if he tell us to do it, we're going to do it. And I feel like that's why it's like this rebellious. I don't know where we are, like uh, ambassadors of, of God. Like, I don't know. But it, it's a reason why we all contain certain things within ourselves. And he bringing us up. And one thing I would say is don't deny who you are to try to fit in with somebody and believe. Just have faith. Believe, have faith, and write it down. And you always a student. You learn every day anywhere you go by anybody. So, yeah. Oh, and don't have fear. That's it. <laughs> Amen. I'm just listening to you talk, Tab, and my key takeaway is you already have what you need inside of you to be what God has called you to be. Ooh. That's the that's that's what I'm hearing you keep repeating, right? Mm-hmm. You said you didn't like that you were so boisterous. You didn't like how you was talking fast mm-hmm. and how you move fast, but look how it brought you to where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Look at what you're doing now. That's, that's right. So we don't have to change who we are. Because God already instilled certain characteristics and personality traits and qualities in us to get us where he had us before. I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord. So I want you to leave our audience with a word of prayer and encouragement. Okay. I want to start off by saying thank you. I just want to say um, thank you for having the courage to actually come out here and do this to interview people like us or, you know, people that's actually walking in God's mission. Because a lot of people, like young people nowadays, like when they think of, you know, Christianity or they think of, you know, people that's Christian or so forth, they, they look at it as, oh, I'm like, I don't know, like they view on it as like, oh, I got to be this perfect person or I can't go into here because I look like this or I act like this or, you know, so forth. So I really thank you to allow me to come here to speak because when I tell you I'm far from perfect, yo, like, like I, I'm from Philly, like, you feel me? Like I was regular, like, or I felt like I was regular. You feel me? Like I felt like I was regular and this journey through Christ was not easy. Like, and it wasn't even something that I felt like I was born into. Like I feel like, or not even that I was born into that somebody tried to put upon me or something. It was just something that was there already because it's like, as time went on, it's like, as I got older, I noticed that God was always with me. Like it'd be the moments where you like, dang, how is this going to happen? And then boom, it happened. Like, so I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be able to talk and for you to have the courage to actually interview us and to really take time out your life and your day and to, you know, I just want to say thank you, like, thank you. And before I pray to the people, I just want to ask you, like, what's some things that you want us, like, as, you know, people that come in and interview and as far as being honest, being truthful, what's some things that you want us to take away from this? I just want our, our viewers and our people that we're interviewing to know that with God, all things are possible. It's not going to be easy, but you can do it. He has a plan for your life. 
and just walk in it. Period. All right, you guys. So, um, last part. Good chance. <laughs> okay. So. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you in advance, God. Thank you for your mercy and thank you for your grace that you have upon us and your peoples. God, I, I pray that you continue to lead us all into the journey of which things are getting better, God. I pray that eventually if the world will see the statistics of the positivity change that's going on in the world, God. As far as the schools, the graduation rate has increased, God, statistically up to 70%, God. I want to pray that people would begin to see that the, the change is happening, God, that teen pregnancy has decreased, God. And I want to pray that people will understand that poverty is actually going decreasing and it was becoming better because of new resources, new people coming out, you guys. And I, God, I pray that the outside forces, God, I pray that the people of our people would stand up, God, and eventually see like the light and eventually see the positivity and want to be the positive change, God. I pray for the youth. I pray that they continue to grow. I pray that they continue to be who they are and understand that they are who they are because you created them to be. I pray that the children, I pray that the children, this new generation of this world will be held with protection, God. Cover the world, God. Cover all of us, God. I pray, God, that everything will be successful, God. I pray that everything will be at peace, God. I pray that everything that you want to be shall come, God. And I I pray that people will no longer give the enemy any credit, God, because some things that you put us through in life, God, is meant for us to go through so we could be more appreciative, God. So I want everyone right now that's going through hard times to understand, God, that certain things that we go through is because it's meant to happen, God. It's meant for us to teach, meant for us to learn, meant for us to go through hardships so that we will understand and be more appreciative and more and more geared to help this world, God. And I just pray that everyone continue to come together, that our community builds as one, God. And I pray that we will all be able to stand together and say your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. And that is our show. Thank you for joining us and remember that with God all things are possible. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. You were born with a grace. family if you enjoyed this episode of with christ i can tv be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel and turn on that notifications button so you do not miss when we upload a new episode remember with god all things are possible be blessed